The skeptics accuse the born-again of offering up Jesus Christ as the answer to all the world's problems, an accusation from which the tutored Christian does not shrink. The answer to all of life's problems is Jesus Christ. He is the solution. The singularity that science seeks is found in one single person, Jesus Christ, the Word of God. Hebrews chapter 1, verse 2, "...hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds." God created all things by Christ. If Jesus made all things visible and invisible by the word of his Father, and he did, then he has the answer to all the earth's problems, and he does. It's childlike simple, and those whose lives have been miraculously transformed, a number that counts into the untold millions, will attest to this life-changing truth. Consider the following common maladies. The remedy for suicidal tendencies is Jesus Christ. The remedy for alcoholism is Jesus Christ. The remedy for dope addiction is Jesus Christ. The remedy for sex addiction is Jesus Christ. The remedy for LGBTQ plus confusion is Jesus Christ. The remedy for children being born out of wedlock is Jesus Christ. The remedy for divorce dilemma, Jesus Christ. The remedy for science's incessant search for the theory of everything is Jesus Christ. The remedy for global conflict is Jesus Christ. As you should suppose, this list is long, but Jesus Christ is the remedy. Dear visitor, have you yet to be born again, actually born a second time, this time of the Spirit of God? Why have you come to visit with us today? What are you looking for? If you're looking for proof that God is, you'll find it here abundantly. If you're searching for the outright, everlasting salvation of your soul, it is here, even now, and in a moment. As you follow me in a simple prompt, you will have your desire. If your request is deliverance from Satan's hurtful lust and bondages, your freedom is in front of you. If you yearn for God's mercy and forgiveness of your sins and all the shame, the remedy is Jesus Christ, and he is at hand. It's time for you to make your decision. Everything will begin anew for you now. Here comes the prompt. Ready? Click on the Further with Jesus for childlike instructions and immediate entry into the kingdom of God. Now for today's subject. God said, Isaiah chapter 5, 20 through 24. Woe unto them that call the evil good and good evil, that put darkness for light and light for darkness, that put bitter for sweet, and sweet for bitter. Woe unto them that are wise in their own eyes, and prudent in their own sight. Woe unto them that are mighty to drink wine, and men of strength to mingle strong drink, which justify the wicked for reward, and take away the righteousness of the righteous from him. Therefore is the fire devoureth the stubble, and the flame consumeth the chaff. So their root shall be as rottenness, and their blossom shall go up as dust, because they have cast away the law of the Lord of hosts, and despised the word of the Holy One of Israel. God said, Matthew chapter sixteen twenty four through 27, Then said Jesus unto his disciples, 
If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it. And whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. For what is a man profited if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? For the Son of Man shall come in the glory of his Father with his angels, and then he shall reward every man according to his works. God said, Genesis 1, 26 and 27, And God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. Man said, I'm living the good life. I don't concern myself with God and his Bible. If he does exist and I stand before him in judgment, I'm sure he'll accept me with open arms. He's a God of love, don't you know? That's true, isn't it? Now the record. Welcome to God Said, Man Said, feature article 1047 that will again certify the pure and holy veracity of God's majority text Bible. All of these faith-building features are archived here in text and streaming audio for the edification of the blood-bought and as information with which to convince those in the valley of decision. Every Thursday Eve, God willing, they grow by one. Thank you for visiting. May the beauty of the Word of God illuminate your life. The carnal world doesn't know up from down. On this site, we regularly prove beyond any reasonable doubt the perfect inerrancy of God's Word. Obeying God's perfect directives yields the blessing of making the right choice. Disobeying God's perfect directives yields the curse of making the wrong choice. The unsaved have rejected Jesus Christ, whose name is the Word of God, Revelation 19.13, and that's the reason they're standing on their heads and they don't know it. From their perspective, everything is upside down. In the emptiness of their minds, they're confident it's the hearers and doers of God's Word who are the idiots. But all of us were once standing on our heads, too. It was only at a place called Born Again that we were set upright on our feet. We understand the emptiness and the imminent danger of their condition. God speaks of Job in the book of Job, chapter 1, verses 7 and 8, And the Lord said unto Satan, Whence comest thou? Then Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro in the earth, and from walking up and down in it. And the Lord said unto Satan, Hast thou considered my servant Job, that there is none like him in the earth, a perfect and an upright man, one that feareth God and escheweth evil? Job is not standing on his head. He is upright. An excellent example of man's upside-down condition is found in how he measures wealth. At any given time, there is a citizen of earth carrying the title of world's richest person. This individual is lauded and emulated and even revered by some. This person's credentials as the world's richest will be the mass of recycled mud he or she has accumulated. 
Keep in mind that paper money, for example, is truly recycled mud, and mud that was originally spoken into existence out of the invisible by God's word. Paper currency, gold, silver, diamonds, rubies, all are just products of this temporal earth, recycled mud, so to speak. Accumulate more than anyone else, and you will be a star for a few short, vaporous years. But the undisputed richest man in the world and its universe would be its maker and, yes, owner. All the recycled mud, including dirt-made humans, belong to him. Hebrews chapter 1, verses 1 through 3 tells us that God created all things by Christ Jesus. Yet this Christ, the richest man in the universe, died on a cross on Golgotha's hill, a beaten, mocked, shamed, and naked pauper. That day on Calvary. The Jewish leaders and Roman authorities saw a young, unmarried Jewish man suspended between heaven and earth between two thieves on the old wooden cross. Jesus Christ hung suspended between heaven and earth as the mediator between God and man, 2 Timothy 2.5. But the powers to be thought they saw a foolish young Hebrew suffering from a God fetish and delusions of grandeur. They watched him die. But that's not what Satan, the little G-O-D of this world, saw. Satan and his devils saw their ruin. The devil saw his stranglehold on the lost sons and daughters of Adam broken. He saw the blind and bound, locked securely in his dark, demented dungeons, being set free by this Christ of love and light by the millions, even to all that would call upon his name. When Jesus Christ said, It is finished, John 19.30, and gave up the ghost, Satan knew what that meant. He didn't see what man saw that day on Calvary. Multitudes of souls from every nation and tongue now stand redeemed by the atonement of this naked pauper, and each one of these marvelous born-again souls are worth more than the aggregate wealth of the entire universe, each one. And that is a colossal understatement. The world's riches are only but recycled mud. The Bible tells us that those who trust in carnal riches will find their money testifying against them on the day of judgment. Jesus, the naked pauper, frames it well in Matthew sixteen twenty four through 27. Then said Jesus unto his disciples, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it, and whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. For what is a man profited, if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? For the Son of Man shall come in the glory of his Father with his angels, and then he shall reward every man according to his works. Luke chapter twelve sixteen through 21. And he spake a parable unto them, saying, The ground of a certain rich man brought forth plentifully. And he thought within himself, saying, What shall I do? because I have no room where to bestow my fruits. And he said, This will I do. I will pull down my barns and build greater, and there will I bestow all my fruits and my goods. And I will say to my soul, So thou hast much goods laid up for many years. Take thine ease, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said unto him, Thou fool, this night thy soul shall be required of thee. Then whose shall those things be which thou hast provided? 
so is he that layeth up treasure for himself, and is not rich toward God. God measures measures riches in born-again souls. God is in the soul business. John 3.16, For God so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Christ was crucified a naked pauper. But on the third day God raised him from the dead. He now sits at the right hand of the Father and will reign throughout all eternity as the richest of all. Do keep in mind that when the worldly rich leave this earth, they also leave as naked paupers. The old axiom, you can't take it with you, is true. However, Jesus Christ demonstrates how to send it on ahead. God said, man said, does not accept advertising. There are no advertisements anywhere on the site. We do not charge, as you know, for access to this site. We do not sell anything to raise revenue. We do not actively pursue donations, and we are not now. I thought, though, that I should make you aware of one of the greatest investment opportunities on earth. God said, man said's 2021 advertising campaign starts now. We will be soul fishing around the entire globe. We measure advertising results using three sophisticated tracking systems. God said, man said, presently purchase a soul on its soul counter for three U.S. dollars. At first glance, such business-like terms cause pause, but it's true. Ecclesiastes 10 verse 19, but money answereth all things is true. If anyone would like to purchase souls for Jesus, click here. When we see the King of Glory, we will lay the crown of service at his feet. The world is upside down. When the Christ of God is rejected, everything goes south fast. Guess what the world's leading cause of death is? The following news release, originally published by ChristianPost.com on January 4, 2021 A.D., was reprinted by the AFA Journal in their March 2021 A.D. issue. Here it goes. As 2020 concluded, the final abortion number was tallied. More than 42.6 million abortions were performed worldwide in just one year, keeping abortion the world's leading cause of death. To put this in perspective, in 2020, approximately 13 million died from communicable diseases, 8.2 million from cancer, 5.1 million from smoking, and 2.5 million from alcohol-related deaths. Worldwide, 1.8 million people died from COVID-19 in 2020. Since 1973, in the U.S. alone, more than 62 million babies have been killed through abortion, averaging around 1.2 million babies every year, end of quote. The world is upside down, promoting and accommodating the deadliest life practices. The headline in the AFA Journal's March 2021 issue, republished from the January 6, 2021 release from ChristianHeadlines.com reads, California orders insurers to pay for trans-child mastectomies. The story reads, Under a new rule by California's Department of Insurance, 
companies providing medical insurance in the state, must also pay for mastectomies performed on transgender children and teens. On December 30, 2020, Ricardo Lara, state insurance commissioner, directed the Department of Insurance to clarify that health insurance companies may not deny coverage for male chest reconstruction surgery for female-to-male patients based solely on patient's age. A 2018 JAMA pediatric study indicated that biological females as young as 13 has undergone gender transition mastectomies in California, end of quote. The world's leadership is standing on its head, yet thinking they are walking upright. For decades, the gender-neutral drive has been on. The goal is to deface God's original creation plan of male-female and replace it with various psychological perversions. Their marketing effort is afoot and fully funded. The homosexual-slash-LGBTQ plus community has been mainstreamed and even glamorized. Satan is an excellent marketing executive, and he knows exactly what he is doing and what the final outcome will be. The outcome must fit his M.O. to kill, steal, and destroy— the government is coming for our children. In the March 19, 2021 feature of the week, you'll find the following paragraph. California lawmakers are considering a bill that would ban department stores from having boys' and girls' toy sections. Many retailers have already removed sex-based signage, but the proposed bill will make it illegal to segregate dolls, toy guns, etc., by perceived gender appeal. I think we have kids who are figuring out their identities, said Assemblywoman Christina Garcia. We want to give them that safe space to do that, end of quote. It's a devilish, diabolic plan, and it's working. Our children are prepped for bondage from cartoons to kindergarten and beyond. Christ is the only solution. The world is upside down. But it is confident it is standing upright. The carnal god of evolution is an excellent example. Instead of man being made in the image and likeness of God, his creator, evolution claims there was a big bang of nothingness. Out of that nothingness, life exploded as a bacteria-like cell that then evolved in some mysteriously warm puddle from non-life to man. Volé! Evolution's crowning achievement. From Rupin Sanford's book, Contested Bones, you'll find the following. In 1965, natural history painter Rudolf Zallinger created the most famous icon of evolution, the March of Progress. The illustration was a fold-out in the Time Life Nature Library book, Early Man. It portrays a series of alleged ape-like ancestors that become progressively more human as they march across the page. Interestingly, the figure's caption cautioned readers that the artistic representations were based upon fragmentary fossil evidence. The book freely confesses, Although proto-apes and apes were quadrupedal, all are shown here standing for the purpose of comparison. End of quote. Many, if not most, of you are familiar with this illustration. Quadrupedal means walking on all fours. But with the exception of the first image, these creatures are not shown as they actually are quadrupedal. The illustration is from the Contested Bones book. Contested Bones continues. 
The story of human evolution has been under continuous revision ever since the time of Darwin. The traditional cartoon version of the human evolution story, which is now rejected, would say that an unknown ape-like creature evolved into Artie, which evolved into Lucy, which evolved into Habilis, which evolved into Erectus, which evolved into modern man. As we will see, this outdated and oversimplified picture has been eclipsed by a very different story. The new story says there is no clear fossil trail leading to man. Instead, there is only a tangled bush with no discernible ancestor descendant lineages. This is the updated version of the story as it is found in the more up-to-date popular media museums and textbooks. Juan J. Hublin, director of the Department of Human Evolution at the Max Planck Institute for Evolutionary Anthropology in Lipsing, Germany, states in the journal Nature. The once popular fresco showing a single file of marching hominids becoming ever more vertical, tall, and hairless now appears to be fiction. Leading evolutionary uh, paleoanthropologist Bernard Wood of George Washington University writes similarly in New Scientist. There is a popular image of human evolution that you'll find all over the place. On the left of the picture, there's an ape. On the right, a man. Between the two is a succession of figures that become ever more like humans. Our progress from ape to humans looks so smooth, so tidy. It's such a beguiling image that even the experts are loath to let it go. But it is an illusion. End of quote. These are the last days, and judgment is already here with the worst to come. Isaiah 5.20, Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil, that put darkness for light and light for darkness, that put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. There is an answer to the world's deadly dilemma, but most have stopped their ears. Seek Jesus Christ while he may be found. Seek him with all your might. It's almost over. God said, Isaiah five twenty through 24, Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil, that put darkness for light and light for darkness, that put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Woe unto them that are wise in their own eyes and prudent in their own sight. Woe unto them that are mighty to drink wine and men of strength to mingle strong drink, which justify the wicked for reward and take away the righteousness of the righteous from him. Therefore is the fire devoureth the stubble, and the flame consumeth the chaff. So their root shall be as rottenness, and their blossom shall go up as dust. Because they have cast away the law of the Lord of hosts, and despised the, wor- despised the word of the Holy One of Israel. God said, Matthew sixteen twenty four through 27. Then said Jesus unto his disciples, If any man will come after me, Let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it. And whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. For what is a man profited? If he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul. Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? For the Son of Man shall come in the glory of his Father with his angels. And then he shall reward every man according to his works." God said, Genesis 1, 26 and 27. And God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. 
So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. Man said, I'm living the good life. I don't concern myself with God and his Bible. If he does exist and I stand before him in judgment, I'm sure he'll accept me with open arms. He's a God of love, don't you know? That's true, isn't it? Now you have the record.